0: hey discos need a little more disgraceland in your life just a touch to get you through yeah me too this is the podcast that comes after the podcast welcome to disgraceland the after party Hey what's up everybody on this week's after party episode we've got a special episode for you this week. A couple weeks ago here in Boston I had the opportunity to sit down with a bona fide rock star and talk to him about Not being a rock star, because you can get that sort of thing anywhere these days, but instead about his new podcast, because that's our side of the street here in Disgraceland. The rock star is, of course, Chris Shiflet, guitarist of the Foo Fighters. And you know Chris. If you know Chris, you know he's a serious guitar player. He eats and sleeps guitar and can shred with the best of them. And shredding is what his new podcast is all about. It's called Shred with Shifty. And uh, I won't get into it too much here, because we cover it pretty extensively in the interview. But if you're a fan of the guitar, if you're a guitarist, or whether or not you're a pro, or you're a hack like me, or an aspiring guitarist, or maybe, you, maybe you've got kids that are taking lessons, whatever the case, if you have any interest in guitar, or any interest in guitar gods, then you're going to want to subscribe to Chris's podcast Shred With Shifty. Uh, subscribe to Shred With Shifty wherever you get your podcast. Uh, did I mention that it's produced by us here at Double Elvis? I probably should have. It is. all right. Anyway, without further hula-baloo, here is my interview with Chris Shiflet of the Foo Fighters recorded live in front of an audience at the Boston Calling Music Festival a couple weeks ago. I'll be back with your voicemails and texts and recommendations in next week's after party. All right, let's get into it. Boston Calling, how is everybody doing? All right. Another round of applause for Chris Shiflet. Thank you. So, I have a list of questions. I'm going to try hard not to look at it once. <laughs> we'll see. Um,
1: uh, as, a, as an aging podcaster, I, I feel, your, <laughs> feel your pain. I feel your goals.
0: So, Chris has a podcast, everybody. It's coming very soon. Chris, tell me what the name of it is.
1: It's going to be called Shred with Shifty. And it's a little bit of a departure from, uh, from what I've been doing all these years on, on Walking the Floor. Uh, it's very specifically guitar focused and, um, even more specifically lead guitar focused.
0: So I heard about this idea. We talked, I don't know, a year and a half ago or something like that. Yeah, It was a while ago. And, um, you know, I make podcasts, I produce them. So we were chatting about this idea and it was one of those things that just hit me immediately as a fan of music as like, shit, man, I want this in my life. I want to see this podcast i want to hear this podcast me too there's a video component let's get specific tell everybody what it is because it's really fucking exciting
1: well it's you know sometimes you have like the most obvious idea and you're like wait why doesn't that exist and I, that's kind of what this show is um and and you mentioned the video component the video component is kind of the most in part because or most important part because it's it's a um it's like guitar instructional mm-hmm. you know because uh as a guitar player. I watch a lot of videos of people explaining things like pretty close to right, but it's always a little bit wrong. So I thought I could exhaust my Rolodex here and reach out to some of these people who I'm trying to learn, you know, how to play their, their widly widdly parts and see if I can get the actual people to explain it to me and teach it to me, and by extension, teach it to you, the people. So it's you. Yes.
0: A guitar god in your own right. With, well, with, let's not get carried away. <laughs> with, with other guitar gods yeah. going yeah. through their riffs and getting the real true lesson on how to play them.
1: Yeah, and you know what's funny? And this really should come as no surprise. It didn't surprise me at all. But, um, but it is funny because that's sort of the idea. is like, how did they really, really play it? And then you go and interview people. And nobody knows how they fucking played it. Right. You know what I right, mean? Right. Everybody's like, I don't know. That's how he played it that day. Yeah. I didn't. I don't play it that way. That was 20 years ago. I don't play it that way now. Yeah, yeah. So that's been super fun, too, is sort of going through it and, and watching the, with the actual people, you know, um, kind of stumble through it and have to figure it out, too. It's an interesting thing because... Unlike a normal podcast, where it requires nothing of your guest except to show up and and answer questions, that has been an interesting part of of this whole process, getting people to do it. And initially, people are like, oh, interview, sure. And then I'm like, well, here's the thing. You have to go back and and relearn your guitar solo. And people are like, oh, wait a minute. But I've gotten a a really, really good. um, There's going to be 16 uh, full interviews for this first season. And we've already banked eleven of them, and the lineup so far is is just like exceeds my uh, initial expectations. So you know, uh, you want me to tell them who's? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, with with any of these things, you have like your your master dream list of the people that you want to interview. But as I'm sure you know, it's, it, it's not that easy. You gotta get them to agree to do it. You right, know? right, right, right. Um, and, so, and
0: learn their solo again. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I have a, a really big, long list of people that I want to get to, but let me read you the names that I've got so far in the can. I've got Alex Lifeson from Rush, explaining Limelight, which is beautiful. Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke, my good buddy Charlie. Lindsay L., who's like a strat shredder down in Nashville by way of Canada. Um, Richie Sambora. Yeah. Does One A Dead or Alive. Nice. That was fun. Nile Rogers. Wow. And Nile Rogers was an interesting one because Nile's not really known for his lead guitar work. So we didn't really. We got into that a little bit, mm. but it's more him sort of explaining because, you know, he's known as like writing these anthems that we all. Yeah. And producing. And, and, um,. And uh, as, as far as his guitar playing, it's, like, really cool did he go through inversions a, of stuff.
0: Did he go through a specific song?
1: Yeah, we did uh, uh, I'm Coming Out.
0: Oh, nice. Diana Ross. Nice. Yeah,
1: which has, because the guitar playing's great. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was just, he was the coolest, man. He was amazing. Uh, Blake Schwarzenbach from Jawbreaker. Oh, also yeah. not a traditional lead guitar player, right. which was right. fun. Because I, I didn't want it to just be, I don't want the show to, to um be pigeonholed in any one genre, or mm-hmm. even any one you know, specific guitar style or anything. And it, I, I wanted to look at some folks like Blake Schwarzenbach, who, um, who, who play kind of unorthodox. You know? mm-hmm. There's like, you, know, you could kind of think of them as guitar solo sections, but it's not really that. You know, it's almost right. like an, an additional part. Um, but then we get back to the Rippage with uh, Mike McCready from Pearl Jam.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. John Osborne from the Brothers Osborne, who if you don't know the Brothers Osborne, John Osborne is about the best guitar player out there in the world today. I just love the way he plays. And he,
0: he plays with you with some of your solo stuff, too. Well, we right?
1: wrote a song together for, uh, for my new solo record. Nice. The first one that we put out called uh, Blacktop White Lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, yeah, I should have had him play on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. Um, Brent Mason who is, uh, again, a Nashville legend session player who you may not know his name, but you definitely, if you listen to country music, especially country music from, like, 90s and 2000s, you've heard mm-hmm. him all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's a huge influence to a lot of other folks. And then just the other day, the day before we left for tour, I interviewed Brad Paisley. Oh, right on. Which was absolutely incredible, too. So that's, that's who we have in the can right now. We have... Um, we have to do, that's like 11 people, we have to do find another five, and we've already got confirmations from like another 10. Yeah. So I'd you know, probably have to wait till the second season or whatever to get them all done. But I mean, there's just like a never ending list of guitar rippers out there to get love to. Love that, yeah. love that. So yeah. this
0: is like a utility as well. It's like a tool that I imagine you wish you had when you were a kid, oh, right? Yeah.
1: I, you know, it's funny because growing up, I, I I took a lot of guitar lessons. You know, early on, but I never was one of those players that really learned stuff exactly like the record. Um, I wouldn't even have known how or what. I, yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't have YouTube and all that stuff. Right. You didn't have uh, things to slow down the track but keep it in pitch and all that sort of thing. So, um, I really started kind of getting into that more later like much later like when i started playing i saw somebody had a chevy metal shirt or hat or something out there yeah when i started playing with chevy metal and i had to um, and i had to sit down and really try to figure out like well how does eddie van halen play that you know and then that's when i kind of got turned on to like there's eight million people explaining how to do the guitar solo from panama online but none of them are actually right you know so you just kind of like take a bit from here and a bit from there. And
0: yeah, well, that's yeah. the nature of how these solos are done in the studio, too. A lot of times they're comped. Yeah, it's like you, you sure. run through the solo five or six times, yeah. and then it's actually edited together. And that goes back. That's oh, not yeah. a new thing with technology. Yeah, that's ever totally. sort of since they've been splitting tape. Big time. Um, so as a kid, you never sat down in your room with your headphones and dropped the needle and learned Smoke on the Water. Like, like, what was the first song you actually learned how to play on guitar that wasn't yours?
1: That was the well, that, the that very right. Yeah, no. The first thing I ever learned on guitar. I mean, my first guitar teacher when I was 11, and I, I, I'm so lucky. I had a great guitar teacher starting out because he taught me um, all the cowboy chords, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah, and he taught me like a, you know, pentatonic scale. Yeah. And once I got through those couple of lessons, uh, he got me a Beatles songbook. Beatles, and I still have it. It's called like. Beatles songbook for beginners or something like that. So it's all really kind of like simplified versions of Beatles songs. Yeah. And the first one I ever learned was "Hey Jude." Wow. Which right. I still pretty much know the chords. And you don't realize it when you're learning Beatles songs, but you're you're just accidentally learning pop theory. music. Yeah. Yeah, and how chords flow into each other and all that stuff. So yeah. That's
0: amazing. I remember when I
1: joined No Use for a Name, which is the band I was in before um, before Foo Fighters. Uh, the, the, the singer, Tony, was also played guitar, and it, it, he goes like, "Man no one in our band's ever played like full chords like that, because yeah. like, I was like not just playing the power chord, I would play all the you know the real shapes. Yeah, yeah. you know?
0: <laughs> it's sacrilege yeah. and punk rock. In some, I totally in some I, mean, world, you know? I
1: was in like, you, know, like power chord land, yeah, yeah. trying to play like, you know, yeah. seven chords and all that kind <laughs> of stuff, which I think might have been his way of saying, like, "Can you stop doing that?") <laughs>
0: Okay, listen, if you're one of the few people out there who's new to podcasts, new to Disgraceland, new to true crime, if you have not already listened to the wildly popular and hysterically funny and informative podcast, My Favorite Murder, hosted by my friends Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstar on the Exactly Right Network, then what are you waiting for? You gotta check out My Favorite Murder in each episode. They're gonna tell you stories about infamous serial killers, cold cases, incredible survivor stories and listen these guys are wildly popular for a reason they have an incredible chemistry they're hysterical they're smart as all get up and you're instantly going to feel like they're long-lost friends They've got great new episodes on the subjects I've already mentioned, but they've got this whole treasure trove of back episodes, including well-known stories from true crime and music history like the deaths of Sid Vicious and Nancy Spungin, the murder of pop singer Selena, and now the infamous story of The Cocaine Bear. I've known Karen in Georgia since the beginning of my sort of foray into podcasting. They've been heroes of mine. I was on their podcast in March of 2022 to share my hometown story about a prison break party that I attended in high school. Uh, and they told me it was one of their most popular episodes. So you can check that out as well. Listen to My Favorite Murder wherever you listen to podcasts. Brand new episodes drop every Thursday. So let's talk about that. We're on the Tivoli local stage here at Boston Calling, and you and I both come from different scenes, but both the sort of punk and hardcore DIY scenes. You're on the sure. West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. What did you learn from your local scene growing up? What are some of those lessons that you still carry Ooh, today?
1: My local scene in Santa Barbara, California, when I grew up was fantastic. and um, But at that time, you know, at that age, when I first started really playing in bands a lot, I thought it was like Nowhere'sville, you know what I mean? I just, thought, oh God, I hate this place. I just want to get down to LA, where there's like poison and Guns and Roses are playing, and it's cool and blah blah blah, all that sort of thing. And uh, but what I didn't realize was the beauty of where I lived was was like just far enough away from any kind of major metropolitan area that it was all just sort of homespun, home cooked version of other stuff. Plus, we had a big college, yeah, so there was always an influx of. You know, students out there with their weird records and stuff that yeah. you'd go to parties and get turned on to all kinds of like weird indie rock and punk rock and stuff that, that wasn't really, you know, the, it wasn't in my record collection at home. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think the biggest thing was we all just played all the time. I mean, it was all the time you were in two, three, four bands at any given time. and. Just gigging every weekend and playing keg parties and, Amazing. And, uh, and doing that whole thing, yeah, it was the greatest.
0: You started, you said when you were 11, is that right? Yeah. 11, so are you, you know, I play guitar, I've grown up with guitar players, been around them my whole life, and there's, I'm not the type of guitar player that I, in many ways, that you are, but I want to get specific. I know guys who, when they're on the road, that guitar goes with them everywhere. Are you that guy do you pl- how much do you play off of stage do you bring a guitar like I read that Kirk Hammett brings that Peter Green Les Paul with him like into every bed that he sleeps in on the yeah. road you know are you that level of obsessed or do you put it down and come back to it
1: um, I'm that level of obsessed in a sense I don't bring a 1959 you know vintage Les Paul that <laughs> once belonged to Peter Green I bring my brand new you know made out of like plywood, yeah. Fender Acoustasonic, which yeah. is the best, uh, you know, hotel room guitar of all time. But no, I always bring a guitar with me and pretty much always have. Um, and yeah, like, you know, we spend so much time on the road and you spend a lot of time in hotel rooms just woodshedding and, and, mm. and noodling around. And that's where I wind up writing a lot of songs and, and working on stuff. And then especially when you're like where we are right now, like at the front end of a of going out on the road and with a new album and a bunch of new songs and all this stuff, I'll be sitting in my room, just trying to remember parts, and right, stuff, keeping right. it in my hands. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah.
0: It's like it's almost like an athlete. You have to keep your body and your muscle memory yeah. up to speed. Right. I
1: went I went on a um a spring break vacation trip with my family recently, where we went uh, we were down in Costa Rica for about a week, just surfing and, and hanging around. And it was weird not having a guitar.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: I never. I pretty much play just all the time. Well, you know, you can, if I'm sitting you can at home tell. and watching TV, I'm annoying my wife by yeah, <laughs> noodling around yeah. on guitar. You know.
0: I knew that. I knew that was you, staring yeah. at the TV. I heard that's how John Bryan learned how to write songs. He just as a kid played in front of the television oh, wow. all the time. And go. it all kind of seeps in. That's, uh, that'd
1: be another good guy for the new show,
0: John yeah. Bryan. Yes. Who are the sort of like dream interviews for you oh
1: god there's so many i mean all of the any classic rock you know richie blackmore would be amazing jimmy page would be amazing brian may
0: yeah
1: um you know all the folks that i listened to growing up especially in that in that i you know who, who is thus far Completely uh, underrepresented is like 80s heavy metal guitar player. I haven't, I've reached out to a bunch of those dudes, but I haven't landed one yet. It's a little weird. I thought, like, I thought that that would be the easiest. You know, there's just that's that's who, like the guitar who, hero era. I thought that would yeah. be like pretty simple to land, but I haven't what? haven't landed any of them yet.
0: Eddie's dead. Who's the guy? We'll we'll, t- mean, we'll tweet at him. We'll get a we'll Eddie, get an online yeah, thing you, going. you
1: can't get Eddie Van Halen. You can't get Randy Rose, and those were probably right. my, my top two. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, Ingvae Malmsteen yeah. would be great. Yeah. Um. Jakey Lee would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Warren D Martini. Yeah. John Sykes. Uh, you get a little later slash i would really like to you know, i'm bugging his believe you me i'm bugging slash his publicist he seems like he's every around. other week <laughs> <laughs> nice nice um yeah there's a bunch of them i mean you know any of those folks that i grew up listening to i i would love um and you know although i'm trying to not you know, get pigeonholed in any one genre i mean certainly like rock and country music are the ones that i know the most and country music has always embraced ripping guitar playing. So there's a lot right. of those folks that I want to get to. Um, and then people that i just don't know. I don't know who like the go to pop guitar player is. I don't maybe you do. Maybe uh, send somebody know. my I don't know. You know? <laughs> who do you so guys want Jean, to hear? Yeah, who do you guys want to hear? Who do you
0: want to hear? Who do you want to hear Chris interview for guitar players? Who?
1: I pitched her. her. Pitch well, not her herself, but her publicist. <laughs> yeah. They are aware of it. John Mayer, I think we pitched him, too. Yeah, that'd be great. Tom Morello, Tom that'd Morello. be great. The Edge, I think we pitched The Edge. Not And again, when I say pitched, that person. That person doesn't know who the fuck I am and has never heard oh, of my show. Um, so it's not like that, but, you know, it's their, their representatives. That's the biz, kids. you got to go through the representatives. That's so I think, honestly, the majority of people that I've interviewed for this thing are people whose phone number I have. Right. Because I could bypass that whole, like, yeah. the publicist going, I'm so, how's, when's this coming out?
0: <laughs> it's a pod...
1: What's a podcast? Yeah, it's what? A, what is, is it a podcast or a video show? Is it on
0: the radio? Can you send
1: me a link? I'm like, it doesn't <laughs> exist yet. Well, fuck you.
0: <laughs>
1: that I has it. been... Honestly, that has been one of the funnest parts of this because when I started walking the floor... Yeah. You know, I'd never interviewed anybody, podcasting was pretty new, yeah. I didn't know anybody, it was mostly focused on like Americana and country music, and I didn't know anybody in that world, so yeah. I didn't have any contacts, so it took me a couple of years to get to know, you know the publicists that work a lot, and eventually I, I developed relationships, and then it got a lot easier yeah. to, to book people, and then you, know, you get another the thing where you're getting pitched more yeah. than you can actually do, which is great. With this, it's, it's freaking starting over. Because yeah. when you, there is no link you can send them. There's no website. There's no, you know, it's just like, hey, I've got this kooky idea. And guess what? Your client has to do a bunch of homework before they come <laughs> on. And it's going to be on video, so they have to worry about how they look. And they need an amp and a guitar. And they need the audio interface and blah, 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 blah. You know, so, yeah, it's, uh, that part of it has been super fun. Um, just starting over.
0: So who would we say? The Edge, Tom Morello, John Mayer, Her. That's the list.
1: But those are all people on my list. Come on, people. Let's come up with some folks I'm not thinking of. Daniel Daniel Donato. Who said that? He's on the list. I already talked to him. Booked. Mick Mars. On the list. Pitched him. Who? Who? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Is Is he a lead guitar player? Okay, all right. John, John
0: Frusciante. Was John mentioned. Frusciante
1: is on the list. Nice. Haven't heard back. John, if you're watching, if you're out there in the crowd, if you're looking at this on Instagram, give me a ring, buddy. <laughs> 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 yes, there we go. yes. There we go. Yes. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, actually, I asked Pat the other day for Nuno's number. Nice. Haven't pitched him yet, but for sure. That'd local. be a good one. Local yeah. guy. Yeah.
0: And you got Rivers. Rivers graduated from Harvard over here. All right. So another yeah, local. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so you've played with a bunch of, you've met a bunch of these dudes, you've been on stage with a bunch of these dudes. I gotta, I know you a little bit, and I know you're a fucking guitar freak. Like, you're a fan, right? You must, how do you control the, the fan side of you and just maintain the cool professional side? Oh, it's
1: really hard. Yeah? <laughs> it's, I, yeah? I don't know if I always control it, man. <laughs> Sometimes it just gets the best, yeah.
0: Anyone yeah. You, that you can recall being on stage with? where you've just been like... I, I talked to a guy oh, the other night who told me he was on stage with Springsteen once when he was a kid, a fluke thing, and he literally went up to his amp and he turned it down so he could just <laughs> listen to the boss. Right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh man, there's been so many over the years. It's, it's hard to even pick one. Mick Jagger was a huge one. Yeah. You know, when we got to back him up, Yeah, that was like just, you know, it, it doesn't get much better than that.
0: You find yourself just yeah. watching more than you're... You're trying to remember yeah, the rift to Brown totally, Sugar. or totally. Would yeah. you remember what song you did?
1: Oh, we did. God, what did we do? We did I think Mother's Little Helper and wow. then um we did that we did like part of that and then it's Only Rock and Roll. Nice. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Yeah,
1: which is great. Very cool. That would the only way that would have been cooler is if Keith was there.
0: Yeah, you know? well, yeah. I mean. Never met Keith Riches. He'd <laughs> really? be
1: he'd be good for the show. Yeah, he'd yeah. be a fantastic. As would one. Mick Taylor or Ron Wood or any of those cats, yeah. man. I'm a, that Stones is kind of like for me. That's the Tippy top.
0: That's the apex. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah, that's right. Then we're gonna that's try to right. do that. Yeah,
1: if any of you folks out there know Keith Richards, <laughs> give <him> my number.
0: <laughs> I think it's parole officers somewhere around. <laughs> so we'll, we'll figure that out. So you have uh, you have kids. One of the they play play music, but once once again reengaged in guitar playing. Yeah, tell us. And and he's a teenager. Tell it. Tell us what it's like from your perspective. As you know, you're in the freaking Foo Fighters watching your kid. Learn how to play guitar. What's that like? It's
1: been really fun because we made all our kids take piano and guitar lessons when they were real young and none of them really dug it and especially my youngest. Like, he was so... He just... I mean, he's just me. He hates taking... Like, at that age, he hates taking lessons and he hates... He basically hates teachers, Right. <laughs> <laughs> of all stripes. Wow. And we had this guy that was the sweetest dude, this guy, Nick, that would come to our house and give my kids guitar lessons, like in the, in the, in the dining room. And he would come over, and he, he was just the sweetest guy, always smiling, bringing his little, like, gig bag acoustic guitar, and, my, and I'd be like, hey, amen, it's time for your guitar lesson. And he'd be upstairs, and he'd be like, I hate that guy! <laughs> I'm not coming down. And he went just, oh, no. Damn. And so that didn't last too long. And um, and he drifted away from it. But he's recently picked it back up on his own accord. Yeah. And um, honestly, that's kind of part of the inspiration of this whole thing. He He watches a bunch of people on YouTube mm. explain how to play things. And then he'll learn it. And then he'll quiz me on it. And then I'll have to go figure it out. But like, you know, uh, I interviewed Blake from Jawbreaker, and he explained how to play "Accident Prone," which yeah. is like a, you know one of my favorite Jawbreaker songs. And the reason I I wanted to do that song, and part of the reason, I mean, I love Blake and I love Jawbreaker, but part of the reason was because my son's obsessed with Jawbreaker, so and awesome. he had asked me to figure out how to play "Accident Prone" and show him. And we had watched somebody online explain it, you know. Pretty close to right, but I knew so it wasn't cool. quite right. Nice. So I was like, "And Blake's a lefty, and you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. just cool, you know." So yeah, watching watching my son uh, go down that road is fun. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't amazing. have any of my cultural baggage with anything. So he'll like listen to old records from the wrong period. Like I'm like, "No, you don't listen to Tears Are Falling. <laughs> you listen to Strutter. You know, it's <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> some of that kind of stuff." But I, I just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I'll he'll just, get they, to it. He'll figure it. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll get
0: to yeah. it. All right, Shred with Shifty, video's on volume.com, right? Yes,
1: volume.com. Yes, I don't know if we mentioned them yet. Video will live on volume.com, and then there's going to be a podcast version of it. But really, you're going to want to, and I interview the folks, too, a bit in there, and then we get into the weeds with guitar stuff, and you're going to want to watch their hands, people. Mm -hmm. It's the most important part. This
0: guy's bringing you a new utility. Everyone can be a guitar player. Chris Shiflett, everybody.
1: Yay. Thank you, Boston. See you later tonight.
0: All right, discos. That was my conversation with Foo Fighters, Chris Shiflet. I hope you dug it. You can search for Chris's new podcast wherever podcasts are available. Search Shred with Shifty and be sure to subscribe and follow. The trailer is available now and the season launches on June 22nd. Video versions of the pod will be available exclusively on volume.com. All right, that's it for me. I've got a traditional after-party episode coming your way next Thursday per usual with your voicemails and texts. Looking forward to hearing from you guys uh, next up in disgrace land, little Kim, look out! All right, rock a I'm out of here.